The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walsh, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. Let some things be retrograde. Hi, this is That's a Retrograde. Um, what's up? <laughs> but ha- anyone out there uh, on a bunch of recorded Zooms hearing that new lady's voice? This is now being recorded. She's definitely a lady in HR. Yeah. It's Deborah. It's Diane. Dirty Diana. Probably. She's, she's so dirty. Welcome to that. So retrograde. She's like us. It's like, bitch, step out. <laughs> We're loose over here today, guys. How is everybody doing? Hope really great in spite of the craziness in the world. The craziness in the world. I feel like I need like a long extended nap. Like a very thorough nap that turns into a vacation that rolls on into the holiday season. That's what I'm feeling like. (laughs) Speaking of which, okay, random question because I actually got asked this the other day and I had, and then I, you know, when people ask you something and then you think of like five other things after the conversation. Pretty much every conversation I have. All the time, right? So someone was like, what are your sleep things? So in the name of a nap, like what are anything that you go to that you're, that you wreck, that you love? Well, when I nap, I don't need anything because I'm just crashing because I'm napping. But like when I go to sleep at night, I I die slash live for my higher dose PEMF mat. Like I swear to you, that thing lulls me into a state of being that just melts away anything that isn't essential to my consciousness and my like nervous system. It's the best. It's the best thing on the planet. Guys, get the tinier one takes up less space. It's cheaper and less heavy. The thing's heavy. It's so amazing. And then I do that. That makes me feel really good. And then if I'm still wanting to go deeper into my sleep, I love the root of it all stop CBD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, mm-hmm. they have the two lines, they have CBD and they have THC and I love the THC ones, but Sometimes when I take THC before I go to bed, I wake up like three hours later and I'm having like a psychotic dream. Like I go too deep into my subconscious and I wake up and I'm like, that was like realer than we needed it to be. Mm -hmm. So the CBD doesn't cause that type of reaction. My tincture of choice lately has been the Juna nightcap. I haven't had that one. I love that one. You haven't? I don't think so. I've had their nude... And I've had their, the yellow THC one that I took before right. the event at the den when I was like very high. When we did our live show. Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> I was like talking and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm so high. Holy shit. What am I talking about? <laughs> it's really cool to come online to being really high in front of 70 people. <laughs> um, but no, I haven't tried that one. I, that I one's wonderful. And then obviously forever and always my sleep crown. Mm. Oh, 
Yeah. I've gotten rid of all of their pillows. I take the body pillow, I fold it, and that's my pillow pillow. Wow. That's a power For move. my head. Yeah. Do you and your boyfriend have a king-size bed? Yes. Okay, because the body pillow with between me and Jason and two chihuahuas, I I do not have room for the body pillow. Oh, so that's I've, why it's a it's a head a head thing. I've had to surrender my my cuddle pillow uh, in the interest of having a man in my bed, which right. I guess is a good sacrifice. But also, I do miss my super on. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Midas loves the sleep crown. Midas really takes up the majority of the bed. Mm. He's an 11 pound dog. Yeah. And we're both like, he'll be horizontal. And then Joey and I will be on up, wake up on fully falling off on opposite sides. Yeah. I wake up with both the traumas on top of me or taking up my side. And then Jason is like, you're on my side of the bed. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm under a pile of animals. <laughs> I like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Party in there. Over there. Um, What a show we've got today. We're really looking forward to get into gut health because… We've never heard of it before. We've never heard of it. No. We've done so many episodes about it, but I also feel like I always forget the, like, bare bones information. But what I do know is there's… And what has been so… How do I say this? But it's come into light so much more in the process of doing this show. How gut health affects the rest of our health, you know, in so many ways, mental health being a big one. I was just going to say that, you know, the science is always growing and evolving. And so like the first or second conversation that we had about this, you know, that was a couple of years ago. And there's more that that the industry as a whole has learned. There's more that we as the consumer have learned. So I think that that was what was so cool about this conversation is that she told us things we had never heard before. Like I didn't know the difference between the types of bacterias that go in a probiotic. And if I had learned that, I definitely forgot it. Yeah. And what is so interesting is I recall how fringe this conversation was when we had it for the first time back in 2015. And now it's like back of hand, everybody knows. Yeah. So it's exciting. And I always am like, listen, through doing this show and stuff, you know this and I know you're on the same tip. Like I never want to like tell anybody what to consume and what to take, but I always want to get a get us all informed. And when it comes to probiotics, I always am, I go in and out of taking them and I needed a little reminder of like why this is important and why we should be paying attention to the gut health in particular. And also to, you know, something that she said that we get into in the conversation is just the nature of, you know, having a supplement brand. And how there's a lot of lower quality things in that field because there isn't an overarching group that kind of approves and and regulates as, you know, you have to use this, this quality or whatever, and they have to have this compound, like no one's doing that. And I think that's a beautiful thing about the supplement industry um, in that there isn't too much red tape, but at the same time, like you really, as the consumer need to do your due diligence and make sure that the people that are creating the product are doing right by their you. due diligence. Yeah. yeah. So just to hear her kind of talk about the process was was really interesting. And I'm excited. Um, yeah. And hopefully it makes us all think like and look at our supplement cabinet and be like, OK, what are the ones that I for sure know are doing this with like real integrity, with real science? You know, something that she said is like 
just because it's a supplement doesn't mean there isn't science involved. And it's like, of course, like you're formulating compounds. Like that's like, that's chemistry. That's very important. And so, yeah, she just really speaks to, to that journey. And I think that's just, it's so inspiring for me to, for someone who's just like, yeah, I just, I did this and now I do this. And this thing that I do now is like very complex. Like that's so yeah. impressive. Yeah. So we are excited to welcome to the mic, Tina Anderson. She is the CEO and co-founder of Just Thrive. Yes. Hi ladies. So great to be here. Thank you for being here. So Just Thrive, how long has, has it been out on the market? Because I feel like I started seeing it everywhere. Um, about seven and a half years now. Okay. So coming up around eight years. So it's been, yeah, really exciting. There must be such a change in, in the reception from when you first began to now. Oh my gosh, such a drastic change because we came in and told a totally different story in the probiotic space. So, you know, the majority of probiotics were made up of uh, one particular type of strain and ours are species, and ours is like a completely different category of probiotics. So it was quite an uphill battle. I, I kind of thought, oh, you bring a pro- product to market, and I know it works, and I know we have the research behind it, and I see what it's doing for people, but I didn't realize you had to like market it and explain it and, and explain all the science to everybody and all the health food stores. So it was definitely an interesting journey. Yeah, so let's go back to the, ba- the beginning a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where did Just Thrive come from? Start there. Yeah, um, I always say I have a very interesting career journey because I started out my career, my professional career as an attorney. And so I was in litigation for many years. And then I wanted to have much more of a work-life balance. I started having children. I have three children now. And I just didn't want those crazy hours. I was working crazy, crazy hours and um, not feeling super satisfied in what I was doing. So I was fortunate enough to go into a family pharmaceutical business, which was great because it provided me that work-life balance. But after being in it for many years, really started to notice a lot of the abuses in the industry. We started seeing a lot of the abuses with the pharmaceutical industry, the overprescribing of medications, the push to of pharmaceutical reps to doctors telling them to prescribe medications to patients when maybe they didn't you know, they would lower numbers of cholesterol, for example, just to push the cholesterol drug. That's just one example. So we, and and my husband and I were not really pharmaceutical people. We really were very um, more natural based anyway. And with our three kids, we always tried to let them, you know, get a fever and keep, when they had a fever, we would let them keep it for a while because we knew that was the body's natural way to fight an infection and didn't rush to give them Advil and ibuprofen and all that stuff. So we um, lived our life that way anyway. And so we thought, you know what, we need to do something that means something to us. And that's more in line with who we are and how we live our lives. And we read a lot of Wayne Dyer and Norman Vincent Peale, and we just are pretty deep thinkers. And we were like, you know what, we need to do something that means something to us. And so we ended up searching and searching for years to find something that was more, um, that was really effective and going to make a difference. We didn't want to just do a me too product. That's a huge way people launch products. They, they bring something that's out there, but just make it a little bit better. We weren't looking to do that. We were looking to really bring something that was going to make a true change in people's lives. And so through being at the right place at the right time, lots of prayers, lots of affirmations, um, we were able to license these really, really potent strains of probiotics from London University. Um, Dr. Simon Cutting, world-renowned uh, probiotic gut health expert, um, we were able to license these strains exclusively 
for North of America. And so um, that's how Just Thrive was born. And it's it literally been the most gratifying journey I've ever been on in my career. That is so cool. I always love it when people are just like, yeah, we just thought we wanted to do something meaningful. And then it's like, not, it's like a very hard science-based thing. It's not just like, yeah, you know, it's a deep endeavor. That's so cool. Yeah. So can you tell us, like you were saying before, like why Just Thrive is different than other probiotics? Like I think most people kind of look at the bottle of probiotics and there's long names of things, lactobacillus, and there's like <laughs> 10 different ones of those and it's difficult to parse through. So I would love for you to kind of break that part down for us a little bit. Yeah, sure. So um, the majority of probiotics on the market, like I was saying, are made up of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium strains. That one. That one, right. <laughs> and 95% of the products probably on the market are made up of those strains. And the problem with those strains is their ability to survive the gastric system. So we know that, you know, anytime you swallow something, it goes to your stomach and your stomach is meant to be the gastric barrier. It's very acidic. So the probiotic strains that are used in the majority of the products actually have difficulty getting through that gastric system. So they arrive in the intestines dead. Just to be a probiotic, just the very definition of a probiotic is to arrive alive. And it's a microorganism that needs to arrive alive in the intestines. Well, most of these probiotics are never making that journey from when you swallow it into the intestines alive. They die in the intestines. So it's like dead bacteria therapy is what people are getting. And, and, and to be honest with you, they actually, some people will get some symptomatic relief, but they're not getting a true change in the gut where the strains in Just Thrive are actually, they have this endospore shell. So they're a spore-based probiotic. And they have this endospore shell that allows it to survive the gastric system and arrive in the intestines 100% alive. And so that's really the major difference. And we didn't create this endospore shell. Like Dr. Simon Cutting didn't create these. What he did was he found these strains that were these strains were found abundantly in our soil. We used to get these, our ancestors used to eat off the land and they would get them from roots and tubers and we would eat them on a regular basis. So these are almost like a functional food. The strains that are in Just Thrive are almost like a functional food. They were meant to be consumed on a daily basis. They were meant to be in our intestines. And so when these strains get into the intestines, they actually have the ability to read the microbial environment. So they're reading the intestines and they could like identify bad bacteria and they actually have the ability to get rid of that pathogenic bacteria. And then on the flip side, they have the ability to bring those beneficial bacteria back to life. So it's a really, really a much more effective approach. And actually the best analogy I love to use when comparing the two types of probiotics on the market is if you envision a garden and the garden's been stepped on and trampled on, and there's weeds growing all over that garden. And you kind of analogize that to your gut. And you know your gut has bacteria, and it's got good bacteria and bad bacteria. And you want to make sure that the good bacteria is outweighing the bad bacteria. So go back to that garden analogy, the lactobifido, the conventional probiotics that you see on the market, if you throw those strains, those seeds into the garden, they, most of them won't ever get there. There's like this shield outside of that garden that won't even allow them to get into the garden. But let's say some of them even did get there. They would just maybe plant a plant here and there, but they're not doing anything with the weeds. They're not doing anything with those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on. Where if you compare that to the spore-based probiotics, which are the strains that are used in Just Thrive, they're called bacillus, just bacillus, not lactobacillus, just bacillus. 
they go in, they get to the garden, they attach to the soil, and then they have the ability to get rid of those weeds. And then they have the ability to take those plants that have been stepped on, trampled on back to life. So it's almost like they're the gardener of the gut. They're going in, they're reading the microbial environment in the gut. They're getting rid of the pathogenic bacteria. And then they're also bringing those good bacteria back to life. And that's what we want to do. And I guess even to back up a little, the the more important thing is just to, you know, I can't overstate enough how important gut health is to our overall health. You know, people for a long time have thought of gut health as like gas and bloating, diarrhea, constipation. And, and those are absolutely signs that you have a dysbiotic or imbalanced gut. But gut health is so much more, more deep than that. I mean, we have, we know now that our mood, you know, mood issues are directly associated with our gut. Um, skin rashes, skin issues, acne, eczema, psoriasis, those things are all associated with our gut health. You know, even when it comes to like cancer, diabetes, it's hard to find any disease that's not associated with our gut. And we, and now we know that we're 40 times more bacterial cells than we are human cells. So that's really hard for people to understand. We are, we have 40 trillion bacterial cells in living in and on us, most of which are in our gut. And we're only 10 trillion human cells. Hmm. So our gut bacteria, our bacteria is dictating virtually every aspect of our overall life, including our personality, including the way we manage our weight, including our you know, overall health, our immune system. So it's really incredible that it's hard to find any condition out there that's not associated with an imbalance in your gut. That's so interesting. And I think from the very beginning, we've found this category to be quite overwhelming because gut health is so important. It's almost like, and because there's so, you know, there's the refrigerated probiotics, there's the non-refrigerated probiotics, there's the ones that say the spore or have spore count. And then there's ones that don't. And there's all, it just feels so confusing for the consumer. So what can we look at to be, you know, educated as we go into down the aisle? Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you brought up the refrigerated because that's really interesting because that's actually one of the biggest myths out there. You know, people will, doctors will even say, well, it needs to be refrigerated in order to be a good probiotic. And, and I always like, it never made sense to me because when you think about it, if a probiotic needs to be refrigerated, it means it can't even withstand the room temperature of the store shelf. So it can't even withstand like sitting on a room, like room temperature. And yet our bodies are 98.6, much warmer than room temperature. So the, most of these probiotics that are refrigerated are just going to die before they get to this, the gastric system, the acidic environment, the gastric system. It's, they're going to die just by your body temperature. And then if they don't buy, die by your body temperature, they're probably going to die in the, with the gastric environment because they're very sensitive organisms. And so um, I, I wouldn't be caught up in the, there are lots of myths out there when you're looking, you know, another big thing they talk about is, you know, the one is refrigeration. The other one is like, the CFU count. So you'll see like 50 billion CFUs. Some are 250 billion CFUs. What does that stand for? The colony forming unit. So it's basically how many cells are in the, the, you know, capsule, the product. So ours only has 3 billion CFUs. And, and yet we have profound studies on them showing that it's getting rid of LPS toxins and thereby reducing issues with leaky gut. I mean, we have many, many studies on our actual 
these strains used in our product. And yet we only have 3 billion CFUs. I mean, it's not the quantity, it's the quality of what they're doing. We know that these actually go in and read the microbial environment. Whereas the other ones, you could have 50 billion and they're putting so many in there because they know that they're dying. They're knowing the body temperature is killing them. They know that the stomach acid is killing them. And so they're just hoping that some get in there. And so um, I wouldn't get caught up in refrigeration. I wouldn't get caught up in the CFU count. Um, it's just, it's really about finding a probiotic that is a spore, 100% spore-based probiotic and in finding ones that have research behind it. So that that's really the key. And and I, I always say, you know, it's foundational for health. You know, we talk about people will say, oh, I take a multivitamin or I take my vitamin D and vitamin C. And, and I mean, I'm huge fans of all of those things. I take them all the time myself, but the number one thing we need to take care of is our gut health. Because when we have inflammation in our gut, when our gut is inflamed in any way, it's not absorbing all of those nutrients. So we could be eating clean, eating really great foods and taking all of the, our supplements. But if your gut is inflamed, it's just having difficulty, you know, absorbing all of those nutrients. So we really want to, you know, focus on your gut health first, um, when you're talking about maintenance of your existing health or prevention and and then also treating things that you're trying to um, address. I have a question kind of in regards to the conversation on gut health. So when was it that you guys kind of first came online to this conversation of the connection to what you're describing, which is that it being like the core principle to our overall health? Like when did that kind of cross your desk? And then also curious to ask, you know, like, philosophically why you kind of feel like it hit the ground running? Does it have to do with the addition of science? Does it have to do with the degradation of the soil? Or is it just like a perfect mix of all those things? Yeah, great questions. Um, You know, we, part of why we were introduced to these strains and learned about gut health is the Human Microbiome Project was launched by the National Institutes of Health about 10 or 12 years ago. And that told us more about the gut than we ever knew before. And that's why there's this popularity, this surge of everyone talking about gut health, because that study is the one that told us that, you know, I mean, our neurotransmitters are produced in our gut. So all of our neurotransmitters, so like serotonin and dopamine and GABA, I mean, 90% of our serotonin, our happy hormone is produced in our gut. And that's why people with anxiety and depression start to see relief when they start addressing their gut health issues. Um, But all these, our hormones are produced in our gut. And so this study, this National Institutes of Health study, the Human Microbiome Project really shed light on how important our gut health was. And and they also shed light on what type of probiotics are going to have an effect on the gut. And so that's why a lot of the other probiotics on the market are, they were created based on what we used to know before this Human Microbiome Project was launched that was really a part of our ex- like excitement of launching this and bringing it to the market is that we knew now that this was something that was going to, you know, really have an effect on it. Cause now we knew the science was behind it. And then we did our own studies. I and mean, one of the first studies we did was something called a gastric survivability study. And that showed, we compared our probiotic strains to those of the majority of ones, you know, sold at major health food stores and found out that 99.99% of those strains were dying before they ever got into into our intestines. And so, you know, the question about degradation of the soil, that's really interesting because we wouldn't need this product if our soil was, you know, 
not over-farmed and contaminated the way it is. In fact, if you go to tribes in Tanzania or different tribes throughout where there are clean soil, you would find these strains abundantly. They 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 don't need Just Thrive. You know, they could find mm-hmm. it in their soil on a daily basis. Unfortunately, we just can't find that soil in our country anymore, in, our, in the world we live in, the Western population. Is there an opportunity? This is, I wonder this all the time, like, and this isn't really a probiotic question, but I think you're very educated in this field. Uh-huh. And I'm just curious, like, what would it take to return agriculturally to a place where the soil would be healed? Is that even possible? God, I, it's hard for me that to imagine that in our lifetime, especially with all of the glyphosate that's, yeah. you know, glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup, it is sprayed all over our crops. It's all over our, you know, everything. And we are inundated with it. Our rainwater contains glyphosate. Um, I mean, even organic food, which I'm a huge proponent of, and I could get into that later about why that's so important for our gut health, but I'm a huge proponent of, but it's not, it can't be hundred percent organic because our rainwater is contaminated with glyphosate. So I, I'm usually an internal optimist, um, but I just don't, I don't see that in our lifetime given how, and that's really the other point with this is that we know now that we are four times, 10, I mean, 10 times more bacterial than we are human. And yet we live in this very antimicrobial, antibacterial world. I mean, everything about what we do on a daily basis, hand sanitizer is a very relevant example now, but that is killing our microbes on a daily basis, which is inhibiting our immune system from functioning at its best. So I just don't, I don't know, I've, and you know, stress and glyphosate, antibiotics that we are in our food supply, antibiotics that we take, all these things are just constant disruptors to our gut health. So we are living in this world that is so disruptive to our gut health. And and it's sad. And it's like, I try my optimism that is that, thank God we have this probiotic. Thank God we have, you know, other things that we could do. And we are bringing it to the attention, you know, podcasts like you got yours is showing, you know, teaching people and educating people to learn about this and take gut health seriously. I mean, even if you don't want to buy a probiotic, I mean, mindful practice is so, so beneficial for our gut health. There's something called the vagus nerve that connects your brain and your gut and now you've got this communication going back between your gut and your brain all the time. And so, you know, people would say, I have butterflies in my stomach. Like that's, that's truly, your, you know, the brain sending signals to the gut and, you know, vice versa. If your gut is really, you know, messed up and you're having a lot of dysbiosis going on in your gut, it's sending signals to the brain. And then people start having mood issues and maybe anxiety, maybe depression, whatever it may be. So it's, it's really important that we start, you know, doing things that we can, you know, whether it's taking a high quality spore-based probiotic, whether it's stress, um, you know, changing your lifestyle, eliminating stress, avoiding sugar, trying to eat clean. There's lots of things we could do. Um, one of the other big things is eating a diverse group of foods. Um, we live in this society now where it's like, we're vegan, you're paleo, you're keto, you know, it's like, we have all these restrictions on how we eat. And it's like, really the best thing we could do is be, you know, increasing the diversity in our food um, and trying to eat foods from different ethnic grocery stores and getting lots of different types of foods in our system to help create the diversity in our gut. Because when we have diversity, we have a health, we have health. Mm -hmm. So thank you for answering all of that. Yeah, sure. I would love to talk about some of the other products that you guys have, because I feel there are many and you're really attacking 
the system, not attacking, nourishing. I'll, I'll use the positive. <laughs> I'll, use, <laughs> I'll use the positive turn of phrase. You're really uh, targeting and nourishing all the elements of our health that are out of balance. So I'd love for you to kind of walk us through the, 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 the collection. The, yeah. How do we call it? Yeah, our Offerings. line of products, the collection. Yeah, yeah the sure. offer. No. they're all great one that, words. One that caught my eye that I have with me is the Immunity Plus, which is proactive immune support. And I'm really curious about everything that's in here. I haven't started taking it yet. I wanted to talk to you. I'm like, let's ask Tina. <laughs> yeah, we yeah get into def- it. definitely ask me. Right, exactly. Well, one of the things that um, is interesting is that when we're talking about our immune system, like I had mentioned, the immune system is... 70 to 80% of our immune system is found in our gut. So like I said, foundationally, it is, it's where we start is with our probiotic is because we know that we need to make sure that our gut is really able to send signals to our immune system. So if you have a very dysbiotic and unhealthy gut, but you have immune cells that we need the guts the microbes to send signals to the immune cells. So we've got natural killer cells, dendritic cells, all these immune cells. But if the gut is not sending signals, if the microbes are not sending signals to the immune cells, they're not going to work. So that's why it's super important that we focus foundationally on the, you know, probiotic for our immune health. Um, But one of the things about our company is that we only bring products that are missing and needed in the bar market. It's very important to us to not, we are never, we have no interest in being a 200 product, you know, company that we have, unless, you know, we really find 200 products that are missing and needed in the market. But everything we do is based on research and everything we do is we want to make a human impact on society. We want to make sure that we're really bringing something that's going to be benefiting people in their health. So the probiotic is always where I tell people to start. And then we have the prebiotic and the prebiotic is kind of like the fertilizer for that garden that I was talking about before. Um, The problem with a lot of prebiotics, you would think as a gut health supplement company that we would automatically be bringing a prebiotic. We waited many years to bring a prebiotic to the market because prebiotics are supposed to feed the beneficial bacteria. The problem is many prebiotics will actually target the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. So they, in that garden, they're going to feed the good plants, but they're also going to feed the bad plants. Well, when people have a lot of pathogenic bacteria in their gut, and now you're giving them a prebiotic, it may make a problem much worse. So we waited to find a prebiotic strains that only targeted the beneficial bacteria in the gut. So think of the prebiotic as the gardener of the gut. So it's the fertilizer, or I'm sorry, the, the fertilizer of the gut. The pre- probiotic is the gardener. The prebiotic is the fertilizer in the gut. So it's kind of reinforcing everything that that gardener is doing and helping the beneficial bacteria grow and also creating diversity. And another great way to continue to have diversity is by adding the prebiotic. So would you say that one isn't really beneficial without the other? Can we start with a probiotic and then see how that goes and then try a prebiotic? This is where I always get really... um, overwhelmed in the, in this category of supplement? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So we always suggest everyone start with the probiotic and maybe after three weeks, start going, bringing in the prebiotic. So you can start with the prebiotic if you want, but we would recommend taking the probiotic first. And so, um, and then you just add in the prebiotic, it's going to, you know, just amplify everything that you're already doing with the probiotic. So 
that would be why I'd say that. Okay. And then just curious, like with your protocol for you personally, are you taking it in the morning? Are you taking it with food? Are you taking it in the evening? How do you recommend? Yeah, no, great question because, well, we didn't know, you know, we didn't know, are these strains going to work better with food or better without food? So we studied it and we didn't guess, we just studied it. And we did a research study and showed, the study showed that these strains actually work better in the presence of food. So we always recommend taking it with food, maybe at the end of a meal. A lot of people don't like to swallow pills, so you could even open the capsules and mix it with food, or it's great for kids for that reason. Uh, really great for pregnant moms, um, especially pregnant moms actually pass their microbiome onto their child during natural childbirth. Um, so really important. Of course, we always tell pregnant moms to always check with your doctor to make sure every pregnancy is different. But um, we, I mean, most doctors would say like, absolutely take a probiotic, but really important that you as a pregnant mom that you're passing, you know, you know that you're passing your microbiome onto your child. That is actually the only time you are inoculated with your microbiome is during vaginal childbirth, uh, close skin to skin contact and breastfeeding. But anyway, yes, once a day with food, the time of day doesn't matter. You could take it in the morning, at night, whatever works best for you. We just always recommend to take it with your largest meal of the day. And then the prebiotic, um, the way we have a powder that you could mix it with um, water. And if you, if you do the powder, I would just say to put it in your water in the morning or whatever in the afternoon, and then just kind of sip it throughout the day. Um, or if you do the capsules, you could take two in the morning and two at, at later in the day. So Interesting. And then that immunity plus that. Oh yeah. So the immunity plus. This yes. one, yeah. Like I said, it's been staring at me. Immunity feels like a thing we could all use nowadays. Yes. So the immunity plus has some pretty cool ingredients in it. So we've got this selenium, the zinc, and you know, some of those ingredients are signaling the, the immune system. Some of them are activating the immune system. So very, and Epicor is a really cool ingredient in there. Um, you know, um, what's the other one? Pominax, another great. What does Epicor do? It's yeast ferminate, fermentate. Isn't it crazy? It's like, it's, it has been studied like, so I've both for digestive health, which is really interesting, but it just, it, it's really one of the most studied ingredients on immune health. So, um, it's creating peptides, proteins, all of these really important things to help, you know, help with us with fighting, you know, anything that you're trying, that you're coming across. Okay, cool. And again, like, how are we taking this? Is it in addition to like, if we're, let's say we're taking a multi and we're introducing something like this in, would it replace that? Or was it in addition to? Yeah, it would probably be in addition to, because the multivitamin has a lot of different micronutrients. This is definitely immune focused. So I would suggest taking this like um, you know, during cold and flu season, which unfortunately these days seems to be always, you know, but I also, or when you're maybe not, maybe you're tr like traveling a lot or you're running down, you're staying up late, you know, just to really help support your immune system. Um, I go through stages where I'm taking it every day. And then sometimes I just take a break from it. Yeah. Um, my son's going off to college next week and, or this week. And I'm like, okay, you're going to be taking that every single day for the whole year because God knows what they do to themselves in college. So <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My, my memory tells, tells me that too, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, as far as the rest of the line is concerned, you have what, seven other products? Yeah, I, I think we're up to like nine or so. Yeah, it's crazy. And aside from yeah. the ones we've already just discussed. And I'm curious, who's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> God, I always child. feel so 
does pick a child. It is so hard. I mean, it's like that probiotic is just, you know, it's just, it's so foundational. And the thing is like prebiotics, you could, you could technically get prebiotics from food, you know? So if you eat ton, if you ate a ton of prebiotic foods, you know, a lot of onions, Jerusalem, artichokes, you know, bananas, all these foods, you could get prebiotics from food. The probiotic you just can't get from food. And so um, you you just can't get it. You know, you were not get we're not seeing it in our soil, so we're not getting even from strains. like fermented and, foods. No, you know you can't. And I'm glad you brought that up because fermented foods are so beneficial. I mean, they are they are so rich in nutrients, and um, there's so many great nutrients you know that you get from the ferment, and so many advantages you get from the ferment. But they are not a replacement to a spore based probiotic because just like the lactobacillus and bifidobacterium strains will die when they get to the intestines, so will the fermented foods, like the, the bacteria that are made in the fermented foods. But that ferment itself will be very beneficial to your body and your gut. And it, there's a lot of benefits to your gut, but it's not a replacement for a probiotic. And, and that's another big myth out there that we talk about all the time. And it's very controversial. People will get mad at me because they're like, but no, you know, the, the I, I, I've always heard that, you know, you have to have your sauerkraut and you know, kimchi and all that. And those are, I, I eat sauerkraut all the time. I do lots of gut supporting things, but it's just not a replacement for a probiotic. So I would say my probiotic is my favorite. Um, but a close second is probably, oh God, there's so many. I mean, I do love the prebiotic because I do think it helps with weight management a lot. So (laughs) I I love that one. Um, but the IgG is also a great one. Um, IgG is an immunoglobulin G and it's basically, um, so great for immune health as well. So, um, it's just, it's basically immunoglobulin G are like the, you know, they, they find the antigens or the bad guys in your gut and they attach to them and they help your body safely remove them. And so these are more, this is more IgG to help in your gut. So it's really great. I mean, during everything I made all, I made everybody in my family, including my parents, my in-laws like stay on it the whole time. They've been on it for like since March of 2020, like all the time. Cause I was just like, we got to make sure we're really, it's, it, there's no evidence that it would ever fight COVID or anything SARS to COVID too. But what we do know is that it's helping get, getting rid of the viral load with other viruses that we're faced with on a daily basis. So it's a really exciting product. Make too. room viruses. There's a new virus in town. In yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I know that all of the products we're talking about are backed by human clinical studies and extensive research that you guys are doing. Can you give us an idea of what that looks like? Because I understand that that's a huge undertaking for a brand, of course, to, to really be leading these studies. So what does that look like? How does that all work? Yeah. Well, we're blessed to have a very brilliant microbiologist um, who is leading. He He's where we found out about these strains. He's just um, an amazing human being. And he is super smart when it comes to all of this, you know, the human microbiome and everything. But he was a clinical researcher before he got into probiotics and learned about it. So he has been leading the charge with a lot of those studies. And one of the greatest studies, I mean, one of the greatest, but one of the, you know, most profound studies that we did was a study on leaky gut and the medical community, we call it um, enteropathy. Um, And so basically what leaky gut is, is exactly what it sounds. It shows like that toxins are seeping from your gut into your bloodstream causing this inflammatory response. And this is what is the cause of autoimmune issues. This is what the cause of allergies, all those types of conditions. 
But what we're finding out is that this is really the cause of pretty much all disease that's happening is when you start having toxins leak into your bloodstream. And so one of the first studies we did, um, like human clinical trials that we did was the leaky gut study with the University of North Texas. And, um, and it is quite an undertaking and it, you don't hear about supplement companies just aren't doing it. I mean, they aren't doing studies just because, and it's unfortunate because they just don't have the resources to do it, but we've, we've committed to that. We've committed our resources to doing that and to uh, focusing on human clinical trials. Now, the problem is because we are a supplement, we can, we've done studies that were had disease claims or disease conditions associated with them, but we can't do that. We can't, we can't talk about those because then we're a drug and we'd have to go through the FDA process and, and all of that. So, and we, we don't want to go that route. We want these very accessible to people. So we just really wanted to like raise the standard in the supplement space. That was really one of our big goals is just making sure that the standards were elevated and people could start trusting supplements more. And um, I mean, and that's one of the silver linings, I think, with what we've dealt with this last year and a half is just that people are now turning to supplements. They're realizing, my God, you know, we need to be taking care of, we need to be taking vitamin D. We need to check our vitamin D levels. We need to be taking vitamin C. We need to be taking zinc. Like we, these are all things that are going to benefit us for any virus that comes forward because there will be other viruses that are, we're, you know, faced with moving forward. So I'm just hoping that that's one of the silver linings that people are realizing that they have to take control of their health and, make their body as resilient as possible um, today and now, but moving forward. What are some of the things that, that you do for yourself to keep, keep you feeling great and staying healthy and whatnot? Yes, my gosh, I do. Well, I do deep breathing and meditation, one or the other on a daily basis. Um, I work out pretty much every day, not crazy. I actually am a fast walker is what I, that's like my favorite, love, but I do a lot of like, weightlifting too, because not like heavy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I try to lift weights. It's something I don't love to do, but I do it because I know it's good for, um, you know, it's just good for you. And then I take, of course, our probiotic, our prebiotic, our um, gut fortify, um, our vitamin K2, which that'll be a whole other episode we'll have to do on vitamin K2. That's so important. No, pause. Let's talk about that for a second. Because I actually was like researching that vitamin because I'd never heard of it. Yes. Yes. Vitamin K2 is so exciting. I can't even tell you how, how many people need it. I mean, it is the, the role of vitamin K2 is to move calcium away from the arteries, like your heart and put it into the bone. And so people are so deficient in it because there really are no sources of vitamin K2 in the Western diet. So we get the largest source of vitamin K2 comes from the Japanese soy product called natto. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but apparently it tastes like, have you heard of it? Yeah. I used to take natto kinase because I have got really high homocysteine and that was like a therapeutic for treatment. Vitamin K27 is literally, its job is to move calcium away from the artery and put it into your bone. And it is so, so critically important and people are just deficient in it. I mean, there was, and and there was one study that showed that they did like, um, it was like 4,800 patients. It's called the Rotterdam study, 4,800 patients over a 10 year period and it showed that it reduced cardiovascular risk by 50%, cardiovascular disease by 50%. It also decreased all-cause mortality by 30%. So they were people who had deficient or efficient amounts of vitamin K2 actually were dying less for all any reason. So it was like it's increasing your mortality or you're decreasing your mortality. And so it's increasing your longevity. So 
vitamin K2 is so, so critically important. Um, and again, you're not hearing about this. You know, we're, we're always taking that uphill battle, finding products that are really, really missing and needed and really needed. And, and vitamin K2 is at the top of the list. I mean, I take that every day. Um, my kids have taken it. My son, my kids are all college athletes. They all have, my daughters both play college sports, my son. And it's like, you know, knock on wood, I shouldn't say this as he's starting his college basketball career, but I just, I'm like, they haven't had any, you know, I don't know. I'm not even going to say it, but <laughs> it makes your bones strong. So yeah. I'm curious to hear from you as a, a business owner in the wellness space, what is the biggest challenge? It's really just getting out, like trying to differentiate ourselves. Like marketing is difficult when you, the most educated, the more educated our consumer is, the better we do. And, but I, I want to get the educated consumer. I'm so, they're doing so many great things for their health anyway. I'm trying to get in front of at, like the masses so that people could just start. One of our core values is empowering. Empowerment. We want to empower our consumer to take control of their health. You know, really start researching, really start understanding, not just taking what their doctor says as the Bible, you know, making sure you're taking control of your own health. And so I just, we're trying to get our message out to the masses and people who are not, maybe don't understand how important gut health is. I mean, if people knew how important it is, my God, everybody would be taking this. It's like if they saw what I saw, you know, they would be like, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't been taking this all these years. It's, it's like, but it's hard to get that message across. You know, you try to, you try to get them, you know, to start just educating them. And that's why we we're focused on education. Our blog um, has so much, we, we really invest in our blogs to make them easy to understand and very um, backed by science, very research based. And so that's, that's probably been one of our biggest challenges, just getting out to the masses. I imagine that that's really difficult, especially when people who, you know, would be in the gatekeeper position to share the information with like a patient or someone who has those issues may not even think to prescribe that. You need to go and you need to start wine and dining these doctors. You need to start. Yes. Right. And, <laughs> and they, they're not really open-minded to a lot of allopathic physicians are not open-minded to it. And I think that like, you know, big pharma is funding med schools. You know, I mean, doctors, regular allopathic doctors are wonderful people. They're wonderful humans and they, they mean well. It's just that they're being educated by one model and that's the pharmaceutical model. And, and that's what we want to get away from. I mean, I'd like, I'd like to see us get away from that and starting to take control of our health. And even over the last year and a half, I just, I wish so badly we had our public officials standing up there saying, get, you know, go out there get some vitamin D, sit in the sun and go out and walk. And I wish as a society, you know, if they really cared about us, that's what they would be doing right now is telling us to help keep us resilient and strengthen our immune system. And so um, that, again, that's, I'm going off on a soapbox, but I just would like to see that. Um, I'd love to see that. And I just would love to see people taking control of their health. I love that soapbox and I completely agree. And that's something that I was feeling the entire time where it's just like, and also, you know, talk about health and, and put that in the mouths of the people with the big microphones and put that in the mouths of the politicians. That would make a huge difference. That would also make your job a lot easier because yes. there would be people in the positions of power echoing what you're saying on a lower level. And it's just, to me, I look at that disconnect and I'm just 
I'm heartbroken and I'm frustrated. And I think you're right. Like the silver lining of the next like decade, let's say, possibly could be people finally recognizing that putting attention into your health is is really the only way to get through anything. Like nothing will do that for you. You still have to be educated and aware of what your body is interacting with. And I I pray for that awakening all the time. Absolutely. And I love what you said, heartbroken and frustrated, because I feel those two emotions too. So if there's one thing that we can take away from this combo around gut health, what would it be? love each other. I know it sounds so woo-woo, but it's like, I'm telling you, the more we calm ourselves down and give love to each other, the more good comes in our life. Of course, I'm going to say, you know, we, of course, I've already said how important it is to take a spore-based probiotic, but there are so many other things we could be doing and just being kind to each other, forgiving each other and loving each other would really, you wouldn't believe the effect it has on your overall health, starting with your gut. Well said. Beautiful. Well, we're really excited because we have a little code for any of our listeners who are feeling called to check out Tina's wonderful company. So at justthrivehealth.com, we've got a 15% promo code, 15% off with our code retrograde. Thank you for doing that for us. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to have you guys try it. I'm really into the probiotic and antioxidant. It's the, I guess, the the hero product, the main product. I've been taking it for a few months and it's why we wanted to have you on because we're we're big fans of what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for the opportunity and thanks for using your platform to teach and educate and empower everybody about health. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tina. We wish you all the best of luck on the continued journey of scientific supplementation. Well, thank you. Yeah. Right back at you, ladies. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much.